Hey everybody, welcome back to She Prop Talk. I'm Beverly from Down in Creative Studios, and today with me, I'm super excited about this guest. We've been trying to get together for a very long time, and thankfully, we finally were able to coincide our schedules. Um, welcome to, I'm going to pronounce this, Akaki Yoga Cosplay. Welcome. Yeah, you did it. <laughs> yeah, I did it. Yay. <laughs> Well, welcome. Thank you so much for making time to to talk to me. I know we've been trying to do this for a while. I know, and like it's been it's been a hot minute because conference <laughs> was real. It the things happened. Sleep did not happen, but we're here. It's four twenty, the perfect day to do a podcast. <laughs> oh my god! Right? I, you know what? This this whole year's gone by so fast. I how are we at the end of April? I don't even know how that happened. I don't it's ask crazy. questions anymore. Crazy. <laughs> crazy. Happen. So, um, so yeah, you've been doing the con crunch. I've been doing the con crunch. I haven't done a podcast for a while. So this is sort of like, I think I might be considering this like my second season of the podcast. I don't know. Can I do that? I guess I can. It's my <laughs> podcast. I can do whatever I want. Um, so yeah, where, uh, what part of the country are you uh, from? So I'm originally from uh, Long Beach, California. But then I moved to the Midwest, so now I live in Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, I haven't been out there for a con yet, but you guys just had a con out there recently, right? I'm, I get all the cons, like recent cons, kind of mixed up because I haven't been out there yet. But what were you con crunching for? Um, so the last con crunch I did was for PAX East, and that one is in Boston. Oh, and right. yeah, that one was, huh? Oh my God. Pax is awesome. a, that's a beast. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I've been to the one out here in Seattle, um, just a couple of times, but I, I gather that the Pax East is a, is it a little bit bigger? Than oh PAX yeah. East? I think, I think that one might be the biggest one. Yeah. Awesome. So, so what did you wear? What'd you bring? So I, w I was actually brought on by a Cougar Gaming. They do peripherals and things like that for computers. And so I was like, oh, hey, I could like make a mascot for them so I could cosplay, you know, make an excuse to cosplay, but then also like help them out at their booth and stuff. So my friend and I came up with a fun little concept design of me kind of making a bodysuit based off of their color scheme. Oh, and nice. I kind of looked like a walking gaming chair, which was hilarious, but <laughs> it was really fun. I love making bodysuits because they're super easy and I can customize them however I want. And I got ears and a tail and I was basically like a cat kind of oh, thing. That's awesome. you know? <laughs> that's, that is so cool. I think that's such a great way to, to get to a con is to and have a completely different experience when you're at a con is when you're when you're working for uh, somebody or you were just working the con. Um, yeah. How, have you done that before? Yeah. So um, my second PAX, so not this one, but the year, last year's, I actually worked for Obsidian Entertainment and Versus Evil. They invited me on to cosplay one of their characters from their new game, Pillars of Eternity 2. And there was a, a black woman character who basically looked like me when I wear my natural hair out and I'm like perfect I'm gonna make that one <laughs> so I said I'm gonna make this character and then they like you know they compensated me they brought me out and I got to basically be the character at that booth for the convention and it was honestly one of the best experiences I've had because that was the first time that I've really 
worked with an industry yeah. and they treated me so well and I'm like guys if you ever need me back just holler I have the costume still in the closet yeah yeah that, <laughs> and it, that's I amazing. think it took me like two months to make it because mm -hmm. I never I've never made like a renaissance type outfit ever <laughs> so that whole thing was a work in progress but it looks great I don't have a lot of pictures in it but it looks great <laughs> <laughs> well you should do uh, another photo shoot and so you can share it with us all I know I need mm -hmm. to but like you know when you make a new costume and you don't get a shoot that convention you wear it you won't get another shoot of it for like six to eight months because <laughs> oh, you're the probably truth? Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, because like after the con, you hit the ground running and you've got like another costume to make or one that's been kind of hanging out in the wings for a while that you've been neglecting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And well. I have a lot of those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So um, so you sent me some photos of some of your work uh, and um, I would love to ask you some questions about this stuff. But actually, before we start, before we launch into costumes and um and uh, me asking you all the all the questions about those costumes. Can you tell me your origin story? How did you start in cosplay and what, uh, yeah, tell me all about that. <laughs> so my first convention was Anime Expo 2006. This was back when I lived in California. My mom and I went together because I was like a huge fan of like Inuyasha, Sailor Moon, like, you know, think back to like the kind of oldish uh, animes. And as soon as I stepped into the convention center, my 12 year old self was like, <gasps> people dressed <laughs> up, what is this? I've never heard of cosplay in my life until that moment. And I cried. I still remember me crying, seeing like, my favorite characters dressed up in like real life and at that moment I was like I want to do this like this looks like so much fun and so the day we came the next day we went uh, I convinced my mom to buy me a Sasuke costume from Naruto and I wore oh. it to the convention <laughs> oh my god you didn't waste any time getting on the cosplay no, no when I'm dedicated <laughs> I just go like just balls deep and just that that was it that was my moment so I'm like I doing the thing people are like oh my god you look amazing and I'm like this is so much fun and then since then I kind of I continued to kind of buy costumes because I was young I didn't know what to sew so I just kind of bought things as I went yeah. along then 2015 was kind of the pinnacle moment where I'm like I have my own sewing machine I kind of know how to make things so I just kind of dived in and started learning how to sew and YouTube was my best friend. And oh yeah. Through the whole process, I, I am not trained in sewing at all. So this was a very new world for me. Like I grew up in band. I was an orchestra and band my entire life. So sewing was like, what is this, you know? <laughs> but it's been such a fun journey just to get to meet new people. I love working with my hands, so cosplay is like the perfect just thing for me to relax, just kind of enjoy myself, get to build something from nothing, and get to wear it too. Like, isn't that so cool? Like painting, you get to, you know, put a canvas on the wall, and you're like, oh, it's so pretty. But no, I am my canvas, and I get to wear <laughs> what I make, and it feels great. And so this whole journey has been so fun because I get to see like where I started and like where I am now and it's such a huge difference where you know I bought a costume like at the convention versus me being like I'm gonna try gold iron on vinyl for the first time you know like there's just things that I'm still learning and I'm still appreciating of this craft that I'm like I am having a blast just getting to do these things and 
honestly, it's a very humbling experience because you think you know everything, but then you don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes. And that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's a whole, that's a whole uh, experience as well. Um, being able to, to say, yeah, you know what? I don't know everything. And I, I'm, I'm learning as I'm feeling. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's, I feel like cosplay in a nutshell is a lot of trial and error. Mm-hmm. Like, that's about like kind of how I go about it, where I'm like, I've never made this before. Let me just try it 10 times and let me figure it out before I say I give up. Let me go look at YouTube, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. this past costume I made, I literally went in being like, how in the hell am I going to make this? And so I really had to think back onto all of the things that I've done in the past, whether it would be making a piece of armor or sewing a bodice or working with props, working with Warbla. And I had to kind of build onto what I already knew to make something new. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, I put it on at Katsu and I just sobbed. I didn't have oh. enough time to <laughs> that was pretty late to a photo shoot, but I looked at the mirror, I cried for a few seconds. I couldn't get my makeup messed up, and then I ran out the door. <laughs> oh my gosh! So, um, are are you talking? Are you referring to the Paletress, the project that yeah. played? Oh my god! Yes. Oh my god! You can go do something with yourself. I, your art's amazing, but you're killing me, man. I love it though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, that that was that was incredible. Okay, so I um. It was, it's like impossible to escape like the, the project ebb and blade cosplayers and and not that I want to, but they, they're like everywhere when that, when that hit, um, it's tell me about that project because I am very curious. I love Zach's designs, but project ebb and blade is that, um, is that like a continual thing or was that like a one-time giant group cosplay, uh, that he was designing all these characters, uh, for? I think so. So originally I had joined the group because I thought that I was going to be going to BlizzCon last year. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was already kind of in it and I was like, okay, I'm going to pick a character and I'm going to make it and wear it to BlizzCon. But unfortunately I couldn't go to BlizzCon last year. So I was like, oh no, I'm going to miss being able to do this giant group. Um, I don't know if it was specifically meant to be like a one-off, but Mm -hmm. I know that these characters were designed for like specific people from the get-go. But now I think that since it's kind of picked up so much traction and people are wearing it across the globe at this point, yeah. Zach's just like, hey, you just just do you, you know, like it's kind of open to everyone at this point. And so I got to do the second group, which was in Katsu. And that's when Jessica and them kind of brought their costumes back mm-hmm. and kind of allowed new people who didn't get to go to BlizzCon to join them at Katsu. And then oh, that's cool. kind of where I slipped in and was like, oh, I can finally, you know, make the costume I was planning on wearing at BlizzCon to Katsu. Yeah. And that's kind of how that whole thing went about. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I saw some some pictures. So I was, I was so curious about that because it just seems like like a, I don't know, like the coolest club ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. What would be cool or like actually blood, sweat and tears because that's right. all Ebon Blade is. Like, I, the Katsukon group that I was a part of, everyone's like, holy shit. Like, like, are you guys dying? Because I'm dying right now. Like, I need help. What do I do? So it was just a group of us, like, it was like a support group in the yeah. 
rawest way possible where people would be like, hey, I need someone to help me with this. Or, hey, can I get on a Skype call and, like, can you walk me through this? Or, hey, like, I'm really doubting how this looks. Can you guys, like, you know, gas me up, make me feel like I'm doing a good job? And it was just a really awesome way for, like, all of us to kind of come together, know that this is really, really hard, but Mm -hmm. to push each other to know, like, you got this and you're going to look amazing when you get there. And that might have been one of the greatest experiences I've had being a part of a group of really amazing craftsmen people who that's just what they do. They're like, I've made armor before, but Zach Fisher stuff's on like a whole nother level. What am I doing with my life? (laughs) (laughs) It was was a lot of fun. We all kind of learned new things. And then we, we met up at Katsu. It was the greatest thing we were all having a blast everyone was like oh my god you look so great this looks so cool up in person and we just got to celebrate our hard work like as a group together that's like the most epic group cosplay story like in a continuous story as well like i i feel like that it's becoming kind of a legendary group cosplay and not even like like in the, the amount of work that goes into every single one of those costumes that he has that Zach has designed is so outstanding and I, I think what a cool way to come together as a community and support this an artist um, support his work and then also to support each other during the process it's just kind of mind-blowing like how how all-encompassing it is and how wonderful it is. I, I totally want to jump on board <laughs> with, that, <laughs> with that whole thing. Um, but I, I'm not like a big video gamer, so I don't, uh, I'm, I'm not sure like how legit that would be, but I'm such a huge fan of the, of the costumes and that, the whole thing. Um, yeah, it's just awesome. And you look absolutely fantastic. So can I ask you some questions about how you put together this costume? Yeah, sure. Um, so in my do you have are there leds in there are they did you cast some gems <laughs> tell me about those tell me all about <laughs> the gems are actually really fun so um i resin casted all of the gems myself oh my God. and i actually did not use leds at all i oh. found a really cool neon green paint Shut and from up. like from walmart first what? of all and uh Basically, I was like, okay, I don't really have a spot to really put lights in here yet because I was kind of on a crunch. So being able to wire all of that would have just caused (laughs) even more stress. So I'm like, I'll just paint it. And so what I did, yeah, I just did like six or seven coats of this neon green paint on the back of each gem. And then I put a... um, a little like foam piece on the back that was also green. So uh-huh. when the light bounces into it, it'll just bounce off of itself and then it would look like it's glowing when in reality oh. it's just paint. <laughs> oh my God, that is so smart. Okay, totally stealing that idea for one of my costumes coming up. That is amazing. I yeah, like I didn't, I didn't know how to like um, actually dye the resin. I didn't have like resin dye yet, but uh-huh. I've done... Um, where I've painted the back of resin pieces before, and that's just kind of how I knew how they would show up. So I was like, okay, I know how to do this. It'll be really quick. It won't take too much money, too much effort. So each gem was hand-painted and (laughs) then did the whole foam backing and everything. (laughs) Oh, my God. That is outstanding. Like, And you know what? You don't need to have crazy complicated wiring in your costume if it comes out that, that amazing. I mean, I'm... I'm looking at this image and it's just, it's just mind blowing. I totally thought that those were LEDs. You must get that all the time. 
Yeah, yeah, they're like, how are they so bright? Because you know how when you go out in the sunlight, LEDs don't really show up. Yeah. But like mine were still bright green outside. And oh, they're just like, how awesome. did that happen? And I'm like, the paint? Is like, yeah. I don't know. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. I So I, I am going to be definitely probably asking you some questions later and like to, to help me out with that later if I if I wind up using that process for my for my next project because I have some ideas this is so inspiring thank you yeah oh my God. no problem because <laughs> you know LEDs are like I don't know I know that some people they'll do it like every single day like no big deal but um soldering and wiring it scares the crap out of me like I don't want to catch on fire in my costume I don't want to <laughs> burn myself with a soldering iron um and I've done that I've done that before I've wired things together before but if it can be if I don't have to have LEDs, then that that's even better. So yeah, yeah. I'm totally gonna try that out. That's awesome. Um, so tell me about the other materials you use. Did you so you use some Warbla? I see. So um, <laughs> the majority of the armor is foam. Okay. And um, I think the only actually, let me think. I don't think I actually used any Warbla for this Ooh. costume at all. Um, all of it was foam, and then. It was foam clay as well. Oh, I haven't so, used foam clay yet. That's pretty cool. Um, so what what did you did you make mold or did you just sculpt with it? I um, <laughs> did every single thing by hand. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> so oh there's gosh. about three skulls on the costume. And I had to individually make all three of those just by my hands in like a couple tools that my fiance bought me. And I just sat at my computer. I looked at it on the computer and I looked at it on my desk and I just kind of did it by eyeballing it. <laughs> well, that, they're amazing. Holy cow. Yeah, like all of the like skull swirls and the belt, even like all of that was just like taking like layering it was just me layering it onto like wire and stuff like that so it kept uh -huh. its shape um the uh -huh. belt was e an eva eva foam strip that i put <laughs> a piece of fabric over for the green part and then yeah. i had to individually put all of the skull like rivets onto that belt and form it around my waist oh wow but it's uh, unbelievable um does foam clay stay flexible when it's when it's all dried and all said and done it does. So foam clay is awesome, even though like it takes a few days for it to like fully cure and dry. Mm -hmm. Once it's dry, it's just like EVA foam would be where you can bend it, you can dremel it, you can sand it, you can do basically anything you want to it just like you would with normal foam. So when I was like when it was done um, drying and everything, I would take my dremel and I would sand down some of the edges that weren't completely clean. Cause you know, when you do it by hand, it's not going to be even. Yeah. And so I went over some of the rough parts and I made it all smooth. And then I plasti dipped it and then spray painted it and then hand painted it, put the gems in it. And I cried. <laughs> and then, I rinsed, <laughs> then I rinsed, washed, repeated. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's amazing. Um, and, uh, listeners if you if you haven't seen this costume yet definitely go stock uh oops let's see i gotta pronounce your name again i'm just gonna call, call you uh, aka right that's what yes <laughs> that's okay, please go find her page and stock this costume because it's um it's phenomenal i'm still getting over the led like the non-led things it's it's very cool 
Um, well, that's interesting about foam clay because I there's so there's there's a few different brands out there. Um, what did you? Which one did you use for your costume? So I used uh, Lumen's Workshop. Okay. Uh, this this like I knew that a uh, TNT kind of had their own, but mm -hmm. Lumen's was running a special where like a lot of their stuff was on sale. And they also had um, dowel pieces that I used for a lot of the um, edging and stuff like oh. that. Yeah, so I cool. kind of just bought everything at once. And then I bought two, um, basically two giant containers of the EVA foam. Mm -hmm. And I went through a whole container of it just for this one costume. I still have another one, but oh my gosh, that stuff lasts. If you're not making really big pieces, like you can get a lot of use out of it. Oh, that's awesome. That's good to know. Yeah, I have a little bit that um, I just haven't had a chance to really play around with. Um, I did put it into some press molds because I was I was curious and I had some press molds out that I was using. So I pressed it into a mold and then that, that didn't really, it didn't come out very well, um, probably because I didn't let it dry long enough. Um, so you're saying it takes like 24 hours to dry? Yeah, I would say yeah. 24 to 36 hours. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna have to give it a try because I love that costume. That is, that is amazing. Um, so what are you working on now? So right now, funny enough, I'm not actually working on any costume in particular. Right now, I'm working on trying to finish up my master's degree. <laughs> oh, what? So, Can yeah. I ask what your master's is going to be in? Yeah, so it's a clinical counseling and psychology. So I'm gonna oh. be a counselor for like kids, teenagers, young adults, and I've already kind of been in the process of with my internship. I've been working a lot with uh, depression, anxiety, um, PTSD, and things like that. And so that's kind of the field I'm in right now. And th my costuming process has been a lot slower just because I'm trying to wrap this up by basically next month. Yeah, and wow. Once, yeah, <laughs> once that's over, I'll basically be getting into the, the summer swing of mm -hmm. Con Crunch and I'll be making like swimsuit costumes and like things like that. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for making time for me right now because <laughs> I, I know time is super precious for you. That's it. That is awesome. I, I love hearing what people do. And I like to say on the side, but it's, uh, that's like your main thing. Um, and, uh, cosplay cosplay for me is sort of like a therapy. It's like an escape. Um, mm -hmm. and I, and I really need to have that, uh, artistic outlet in my life. Um, has, is it kind of similar for you as well? Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, I definitely do notice that like when I'm working with my hands and when I'm doing something that's not work related, like that to me is my escape mm -hmm. where I even, I also make my own clothes too sometimes. So oh, cool. I can kind of use what I've like learned in cosplay to make things for myself for me to just wear on a daily basis which is also really cool so I can save money on buying clothes yeah. and I can make whatever I want and then like wear it to a convention and stuff like that oh that's awesome you know I've been just wanting so badly for armor like everyday armor to come to style. <laughs> uh, I would I would wear the heck out of some like Cersei style uh, pauldrons on my shoulders oh my god yeah like, wearing them around yeah, that would be amazing just sitting at your desk at work and being like, I've been expecting you. You just turn around and like, where are my elephants? <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. I'm just waiting, waiting for a chance to do something like that. Oh, that would be great. Um, well, I have another question for you because you, um, 
posted a, a photo of a bath bomb photo shoot that you did with uh, oh. Alexandra Lee Studios, who yeah. is like when it comes to photography, she's like a master. I, I she is I, queen. God, I would love to work with her sometime. Maybe one day. I want to get her on this podcast too. One day. She is you. my favorite person, and I love. Her. <laughs> and she's actually uh, shooting our wedding. So. Uh... <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh my god oh that's amazing so tell me about that photo shoot because i've done a, a bath bomb photo shoot in the past as well and that was really fun but it was definitely way different than a regular photo shoot and i kind of had to sacrifice part of my costume along the way um so tell tell me about it the photos so... are just flipping phenomenal yeah so um Funny enough, when I did that shoot, I had originally already made that costume to be swimmable. So that oh. was my swim Arissa that I did for Colossal Con a few years back. And so the whole thing is actually a swimsuit, just straight up. And uh, oh, wow. the fabrics that I used for it are also like water resistant. So even if they get wet, it's fine. The paint I used to put on all the designs and everything are also water resistant. So I didn't have to worry about it like coming off in the pool or yeah. something like yeah. that. Oh, nice. But um, <laughs> yeah, that whole shoot was so fun because as we were leading up to doing it at Katsu last year, she was like, okay, this is kind of the design I want to go with. When you ever you go to a craft store, find leaves that look like this. <laughs> and so I would go to like Hobby Lobby and like Michaels, and I would send her pictures, being like, "Is this leaf okay?" And, she, <laughs> and we would just compile leaves for over like like a couple months, and then we just oh, wow. brought them to Katsu, and then we just littered them all over the tub. So those oh, are wow. all. Real. So those you did this <laughs> in a in a in a tub in a hotel room tub. Yes, this oh, was my God. In a hotel tub. <laughs> What? So wait a second. Was did she have to like stand in the tub to get these photos? I'm like I'm so confused. Um, <laughs> oh, so she actually stood on like the rim of the tub. Oh, okay. Oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, she stood on the Brave. rim of the tub, and then we had um, one of my friends who was staying with her was holding like her like flash umbrella thing, and then my fiance <laughs> was holding like palm leaves in front of the camera oh, wow. while <laughs> trying to not knock her into the tub and. Oh it, was an, it was an ordeal. It was an ordeal. Oh, that's amazing. And then did you have an actual bath bomb in, in the tub with you to color the water? So we did. I bought two purple bath bombs. They were supposed oh. to be really bright. <laughs> Unfortunately, because the tub was a lot bigger than what we expected it to be, the okay. color didn't really show up as much as we would have liked. Mm. So... Fortunately, like the per you don't really see too much of like what we thought was gonna be purple. It ended mm -hmm. up kind of being like a very very light lavender color. <laughs> yeah, I can yeah. see the I can see the purple now. Oh, that's amazing. Well, what a fun progress. I would I would love to see the behind the scenes photos from that shoot just to see. <laughs> I think the production she has, around like, it. <laughs> I think she has them because I think she recorded like the progress of like how we did it, and it was like it was nuts. Like oh. <laughs> it was really. Oh. Cool. It was crazy, but uh, I know she has them somewhere, so I should like, like bug her to like send me those. Oh yeah, I, I I love love those kinds of photos just to see the amount of effort and um, uh, how it takes a village to take pictures sometimes like this. But God, the results just amazing. 
Just so awesome. And so smart to like to, to make a bathing suit version of this costume. I actually pulled up two of your costume, uh, two the, the two versions of this costume. And we're talking about Queen Arisa from Overwatch. Yes. Um, and uh, now I'm seeing that, yes, you have two different versions. So how about that headpiece? Was that, did you have to make a second one for, that was waterproof or? So it's actually the same headpiece. Okay. Um, it was made out of Warbler. So I think that's probably the reason why it ended up being okay getting wet, okay. just because um, I clear coated it, and it was um. waterproof clear coat. And that mm. was like, because I didn't make the armor one first, I made the swim one first. So oh. basically, I came up with the concept of everything needs to be waterproof. Oh, nice. <laughs> and oh, so it was fine smart. getting in the tub. <laughs> oh, very cool. Well, good Lord. It's amazing. Listeners, please go find this costume as well on, on her page. It's, it's phenomenal. In that that image, oh my gosh! Um, so you work with Alexandra Alexandra a lot. I've seen like I a do. whole bunch of amazing photos. You are one of the lucky cosplayers. <laughs> um, yeah, how awesome is it to be to be able to work with a phenomenal photographer like that? Um, I mean, not to not to say like other photographers. Are, don't uh, bring the same to the table, but it feels like such an awesome co collaboration when you get to get the chance to to work with someone on their with their craft as well, yeah. like that to collaborate like that. And that's very very cool. Like Alex yeah. is phenomenal. Just getting to <laughs> like one work with a woman photographer mm -hmm. in cosplay is honestly kind of the one thing that makes it so comfortable for me because we jive so well. Like, she's a dork, I'm a dork, so we already know that the photo shoot's going to be great. And the first time I met her was at Cincinnati Comic Expo in 2016. So it's been a bit since I've, like, kind of worked with her. And ever since then, I'm just like, Alex, we need to shoot this thing. Quick, come up with ideas. And then we kind of just do it. And we're I... I literally try to work with her with every costume that I make if it's within my willpower because every single time it comes out gorgeous and better than even I could perceive because she gets better every year. Mm -hmm. So like while my like craft grows, she does too. And yeah. so I can kind of see us being able to like grow together like kind of as a team and just to get to gas her up too and be like, guys, if you need a bomb ass photographer from the midwest i got you you know <laughs> like she's great and so every shoot that i've done whether it be like the static shock shoot that we did that was our first time we worked together and then i did a power line with her i've done um i've done a, a nurse joy shoot with her which was like an april fool's shoot we've done me 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 together it's another april fool's shoot every picture it, it's so cinematic. It's so good. Like, it doesn't look like, even though it was supposed to be for a joke, it doesn't look like it was supposed <laughs> to be for a joke because she just photoshops you into a completely different universe. And you're just like, Alex, you didn't have to weird flex, but okay. You know, <laughs> just yeah, right. <laughs> But she, she's awesome to work with. And I got to give her a little crap sometimes because she puts me in the cup. <laughs> and she knows what that means. And I get to make fun of her for it sometimes. But if you know, she'll work with me like creatively. And uh, sometimes it takes a little bit to get the shoots back. But that's okay. Because I know that when I get them, they're going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, that's amazing. I, I hope to get to work with her. And you know, you mentioned uh, working with a female photographer, and I am trying to think if I have worked with a female photographer, and I don't know that I have. And I'm, listeners, if if I'm wrong about this, please come at me. I know you will. Um, but <laughs> yeah, that that is an experience that I haven't quite had yet, but I'm up for it. I also wanted to ask you about, so we, in the community, the cosplay community, part of the the, the climate recently has been um, has been like full of positives and negatives. And I, I started the Chic Prop Group like a last year because we needed a safe space for female uh, cosplayers, which has extended itself to LGBTQ and NB cosplayers. Um, what is it like as a female in the in the cosplay community and as a uh, person of color? in the cosplay world. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? And I'm interested in knowing or hearing what your thoughts are on how how things might ha- may have changed over the years. Is it getting, so can you talk a little bit about your perspective on all of that? So it's interesting because I get more flack being of color than I do of being a woman. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I like, going throughout the years of me being a cosplayer i think i've been noticing it more and more with like i guess the larger my following gets i guess that just means the more eyes that are on my stuff Mm -hmm. and that also means the more negative people that could be exposed to what i do Mm -hmm. um growing up into this i didn't even know that like race could pose an issue in cosplay because when i first started i was cosplaying like characters of that are you know japanese by nature if you're cosplaying Mm -hmm. from like an anime Mm -hmm. but i didn't even think twice about it when i was a kid but now that i'm an adult and i've like done it for a lot longer (laughs) i see just how like people can take it as a attack on their favorite characters and saying you're not the right color to cosplay this person and they kind of skip over the fact that I've made the costume myself I'm wearing the exact same thing they could be wearing and everything is like you know craftsmanship wise it looks really good but they skip over that and they immediately question me as a cosplayer by saying that I should be cosplaying the character in the show or the game that is of my skin color And that has taken a lot of time for me to not let that get to me as much because there was a time where I almost quit because of all of the negative just words and things that people would call me over the time. And it's like I've grown a backbone to it. And, you know, I hate that I've like tried to become immune to it because I feel like that's really the only way that I can kind of keep going and not let what they say get to me as much as it sh- should technically because i mean the n-word's not a great word to say to anybody oh, but geez. uh yeah it's it's bad but it's also getting a, i feel like it's getting a lot better because i feel like more people are becoming more aware of it mm-hmm. and everyone on my pages know that i have a no shit policy where mm-hmm. if you see something say something mm-hmm. because I want to create a safe space for people to feel like they're welcome in the cosplay community. That's like my biggest goal is I know what it feels like to not see other women of color in cosplay starting out and feeling like I'm all by myself Mm -hmm. and kind of putting myself out there in a way that I'm saying, I'm like, hey, screw the haters. Like, I'm still going. You do what you want to do and have fun because at the end of the day, it's for you. Mm -hmm. 
and making that kind of my biggest theme that I go about when I choose who I want to cosplay, whether they be Asian, white, black, or whatever race, like I kind of just pick who I want to because I like them, not just because of what they look like. And using that as a way for me to express my love of cosplay, whether it be, oh, I'm going to use my natural hair for a character that's technically white because I want to embrace still who I am as a person. So when I cosplayed She-Ra from the new She-Ra Princess of Power, I wore my natural hair instead of getting a blonde wig. Mm -hmm. And I was afraid of posting the pictures because I was thinking, oh, no, people are going to come into my DMs and being like, oh, you ruined her, blah, blah, blah. But in reality, like, people loved it. They're like, oh, my gosh, like, you brought something new to the table that She-Ra could be anybody. Mm -hmm. And that was a huge boost in confidence for me to just continue using my natural hair for characters because I'm like, it grows on my head. I might as well use it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I've seen that that image and it is amazing. And I love, I, I absolutely love it. I, I think it's very important that, um, that, that we in a community um, embrace uh, who we are as people and we fl- reflect those uh, ourselves in our characters that we choose to to cosplay and cosplay is for us it's not for somebody else and I I just I don't understand why people feel the need to put their own opinions on somebody else it, like I, I get it maybe it's just me being old like I, I didn't grow <laughs> up with the internet like I was I was in uh, I was pretty much in college when the internet kind of really became like a thing so I didn't, I don't know, I didn't grow up with the whole like, yeah, if, if it's, if I want to say something negative to somebody, I've got this, like, this wall between, between me and that person, and, and I could say whatever I want, and I could be as mean as I want. Right. Um, which I think is bullshit. Uh, I, I just don't understand that. And I also don't understand, I wish that people would do more of the, if you see something, say something thing, um, because people saying negative comments to you for cosplaying a character the way you want to. Um, I just, I don't understand that. And I wish that it would be more of the culture. And I think maybe it's getting a little bit better. Um, more of a culture of calling people out when that happens, no matter yeah. who you are, that's important. And that if you, if you are afraid to say something, um, and afraid of getting backlash. Just think about what it's like for the person that is getting that backlash. So, mm-hmm. I think it's important that we step forward and and take take that take that step forward as a community. Um, and I just really wanted to say that. I thank you for your for your insight and sharing um, sharing all that with you. And I do hope that things are getting better. Um, it's so important, and I and I want to know. I want to feel like the cosplay community is a beautiful, wonderful sharing place. But there's also there's also other parts that need work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, like it is a work. It is a work in progress because I mean, some people don't have to go through some of the other struggles that other people do, and it's just kind of a you really have to take a minute to look outside your own personal space and think about other people because mm-hmm. cosplay is for you, but mm-hmm. you can also still impose your own beliefs and your own like morals onto others based on what they do because you don't do it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's probably where we're at right now is people are beginning to realize like, oh, like, you know, you can't just say 
racist shit online because it's not okay. Like, mm-hmm. there are people out there that are really hardcore believe that, like, every character needs to be as accurate as possible or else you're not cosplaying correctly. And my question back to them is like, well, what's accurate about the character? Is it the costume you put on your body? Is it the wig that you wear? Is it the shoes? Is it like, what is it? Like I cosplay to me is costume play. Like Mm -hmm. you can make and change costumes, but like, I can't change my skin color. I can't just yeah. take this off. Like, it, yeah. it, I mean, if I could, then I'd be a chameleon and I'd be really cut. Like, that'd be cool. Like, <laughs> please but... don't take your skin off, though. That would be weird. <laughs> right. Like, I can't. Just, I can't just mold into like my surroundings. And be like, hey, look, guys, I'm green today. Like, I can't. I can't do that. So yeah. I've really took the the embrace yourself mm-hmm. and the cosplayer for them. It's the costume that makes the cosplayer, not your skin color, not your height, not your mm-hmm. weight, not mm-hmm. your age, not mm-hmm. your gender. Those mm-hmm. things, like, inherently, you can't change overnight. Yeah. But you can change a but you can change like a button on your like on your costume. You can change the zipper. Mm-hmm. You can change the color. You could change the whole design if you want to. But you can't like change like you like yeah. that. It's not like, oh, this leg's not long enough. Here, let me just pop this off and put on a new one. Like, it's yeah. not, it don't work like that. <laughs> right. Or um or Junkrat only has, you know, only has one one leg. Let's fix that. Hey, leg off. Be accurate. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> it's like at what point does accuracy become just like nitpicky, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like these characters don't exist. We don't have waists the size of pencils. Like yeah. we don't have boobs the size of like balloons. Like that's oh not normal. Yeah. Yeah. And so every time someone's like, you're not accurate. I really ask the question, what about the costume? And I emphasize costume mm-hmm. isn't accurate. And guess what? They usually had never have anything to say about the costume. So then I already know, oh, you're just nitpicking the fact that I'm black and this character's most likely Asian, which guess what? They're also POC. So who's who's closer (laughs) in the POC spectrum? So it's it's Uh, a mess. (laughs) Gosh. It could be better. It could be better. (laughs) So do you have any um any uh advice for someone who is uh getting into cosplay? Um, and would like to cosplay a character, but um, that might be a POC co- a character or a POC cosplayer that might want to do a different character. Like, what would you tell them when they're if if it's a new person and they're just starting out and they're not really sure what would be appropriate? Um, so I wish I could say avoid the internet because uh, <laughs> that's I feel like that's a, like where the fear comes from, you know, yeah. that yeah. they see people like me who get those kind of comments and they're immediately like, like, I don't want to do this. Like, how do they deal with it? Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to get that kind of hate for something that I want to enjoy. But ultimately, if you're starting out and you really want to, like, get into cosplay, pick a character that you love. That's like step number one, because if you pick a character that like someone's like, oh, you'd be perfect as this person, but it's just because your skin color is the same. Don't do it. Like do it because you love them, because that's going to end up driving you to make it or buy it even like either Mm -hmm. is great. Mm -hmm. And to you to show up to that convention and rock that costume like 
that takes a lot of courage. Cosplay is stepping out of your comfort zone and doing something that you're not really used to doing. And by allowing people that are saying all these hurtful things to keep you from doing something that you may end up enjoying, you're living your best life and they're yeah. just trying to keep you down. Yeah. So I would encourage you to just step out and do the damn thing you know like <laughs> cosplay is great like ultimately in this community there are a lot more helpful positive people that are here to watch you grow to see you do your best and like to continue to encourage you to keep going like it's never the people that are in the cosplay community that are going to do and say things like that it's always the people on the outside that have never even put like a needle to thread to a fabric in their life they don't mm -hmm. know what they're talking about and so the mm -hmm. fact that you're doing it you're either stepping out and you're buying a costume or you're saying i'm just gonna make a costume and you're making a costume and you're putting it on and you're stepping out of your house you're getting into your car and you're going to the convention like you just did more than that person probably has ever done in their life yeah. so that's a good it. point yeah like that's it's really so the... empowering. <laughs> yeah. Like cosplay is some the, like honestly one of the most empowering like hobbies I've ever done. Mm -hmm. Because of the fact you could see yourself go from I don't have anything to oh my gosh, I'm wearing it. You know, yeah. like yeah. wearing something that you put together, no matter if you made it or if you bought it, is still a awesome experience and then if, as soon as you step out onto that convention floor everyone's gonna be like oh my god you look great can i have a picture can we take a selfie like yeah. i love that you love this character let's talk about the show let's let's explore fandoms and you make friends and all this other stuff like that's what makes cosplay worth it to yeah. me anyway is the community that surrounds what cosplay is and i honestly if i had quit I would have never been able to cosplay with Jessica Negri. Like, that's just something that I'm kind of coming to terms with. I'm like, guys, like, do you and live out your best life? Because you may never know what happens. Five years ago, you asked me, oh, guess what? You're going to be cosplaying with one of the most popular cosplayers in the cosplay game. I would have been like, who? Like, and then, like <laughs> here I am now being like, I, because I kept going and, like, I didn't let those people, like, kill my love for this hobby i'm able to like build better things meet cool people and like mm -hmm. get to have these amazing experiences i've got to work with blizzard i've got to work with obsidian i got to work with like different people and that's all because like i didn't quit and like i'm trying not to cry because like it's like super emotional for me because it has been an emotional roller coaster. I'm not going to say this journey's easy and I'm not going to say that it's going to be like, you know, frolicking in the flowers the entire time. Like it can be tough mm -hmm. and there will be times where you feel like you're not good enough. But at the end of the day, you are good enough for yourself. Don't compare yourself to other people because we're also still struggling through the same things where we're thinking we're not good enough. Compare yourself to you. Compare yourself to the things that you've made in the past. Get better by looking at what you've done, what you did, and what you can do, and then focus on you. Because at the end of the day, it is all about you. And until those haters start making your costumes and telling you how to do stuff and they're paying for it, they can shut the fuck up. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. That, that, is, that is perfect. Yes. Um. Well, I have one more question for you before we, we before we wrap this up. Um, yes. 
if you had if you had a superpower what would it be and also one one like sub question would you be a villain or a good guy uh can i be chaotic neutral (laughs) (laughs) yes um that's a good question like i've never thought of like what would i a superpower um I feel like I would just have the ability to, like, tame wild animals and, like, actually listen to conversations and, like, be able to talk to them. Because I feel like animals have amazing things that they can talk about because they can see the world a lot differently than we do. And so I feel like I'd be super humbled listening to a dog talk about, like, oh, my God, my master fed me today and I feel so loved. I'd be like, oh, my God, like, life is actually not that hard. Like, this dog is so happy. You know, just... (laughs) I don't know, like listening to the birds talk about like things they've seen and cars they pooped on. I don't know. Oh my god, <laughs> that's great. That is, that is so perfect. Oh my gosh, you know, I have. I that's actually talking to animals is is mine as well. Like if I if I oh could god. have a superpower, it would be that one. I think yeah. <laughs> if we if either one of us gets that superpower, we'll have to uh, we'll have to get in touch with each other and just be like, hey, right. <laughs> Like, I've always, like, because in WoW even, too, I'm, like, a beast tamer. Like, that's just my thing. I love animals. Oh, awesome. <laughs> so if it were up to me, I would just have, like, an army of animals that I could talk to. And then if somebody ever says something, I could just be, like, let them loose upon the world. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's awesome. My bees. <laughs> <laughs> I want to control a murder of crows. I think that would be amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. Poe would be rolling in his grave. Right. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Well, well, thank you so, 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 so much for making time to chat with me today. Um, it's been it's been really fun getting to know you, and I hope that I get to meet you in person sometime because I think that would be yeah. really, really awesome. Yeah, if you meet me in person, it'll be great. I'm a lot shorter than I am when you think I am in real life, so uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a small little bean with a lot of energy and a lot of just <laughs> charisma in terms of cosplay. So awesome. if you ever have questions, I'm here. I may may know more and or less than what you think, but I'm willing to share what I do know anyway. <laughs> Excellent. Well, where, where can we find you online? So you can find me on Facebook, even though it sucks right now, uh, Instagram and Twitter. I'm doing a lot more on Twitter just because I love interacting with people a lot more because I can just post random stuff and then people comment on it. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, just type things. But Instagram and Twitter are kind of my big two. And then Facebook's kind of like my I have it, so I probably should use it. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I think a lot of people (laughs) feel that way. Um, well, cool. So one more time is uh, Kakioga Cosplay. And can you spell that for our listeners if they're trying to find you? Okay. So it is uh, A-K-A-K-I-O-G-A. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks again so much. And uh, I am Beverly from Down in Creative Studios. And thank you so much for tuning in to She Prop Talk. This particular episode doesn't have a video portion of it, but please go find Akaki Yoga online and stalk her cosplay. Yes. It's <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs>